The thought petrified her. So like madness, fancying two people inhabited one life. Too little sleep, she thought, rubbing her fists into her eyes. Too much wine, too many memories and obligations, too many regrets and wishes crowded her thoughts, her heart, her soul. She wanted freedom from them all. She wanted to shed her humanity, abandon it to the animal prowling within her, that blessed, conscienceless creature without past or future, just the single focus of its intent, Jack Seward, who courted her in one world and hunted her. In the other. She pulled the black cap down over her hair and readjusted the silk mask over her eyes. The length of rope draped across her chest felt awkward, and the pistol jammed beneath the waistband at the small of her back dug into her flesh. The sky was black, the air was frigid, but at least it was hers. Tonight she visited Devil Jack, Whitehall's hound a man who did terrible things, but none so terrible as making her believe she might have loved him, returning to her that destructive illusion, that killing hope. With a man like that, one didn't take chances. The cold penetrated her joints and stiffened her fingers. It would have numbed her heart if that organ hadn't already been deadened. She needed this to awaken it, these intense and empowering moments when she risked nothing more important than her life, when she belonged only to herself and the night and the cold, distant stars. She trotted sure-footed along the rime-frosted roof. Her senses swam under a deluge of stimuli. Sound was a forest, colour a feast, breath and muscle and movement an orchestration, and she revelled in it. Damn Sophia and her father! Damn Julia Knapp, damn Matthew's crippled soldiers and Mrs. Cashman huddled on some foul street corner, and damn Jack Seward. She peered over the eaves. A youngster by the park gate across the street lifted his clever face and searched the rooftop. Another of Jack Seward's lackeys. Let him search. She ran lightly, her breath making fog. The steep-pitched surface was not so easily navigated as the flat, broad peak, but her figure would be hard to pick out against the black background. She did not consider the danger of unsure footing. She did not care. She only wanted one thing from this night, an end to dreams and resurrected pain. She went on, her direction unerring, her flight straight as a nighthawk's. She knew where he lived, an unassuming address in an unprepossessing area of town where the landlords catered to impoverished second sons and debt-ridden fashionables. She came to a chasm, demarcating a street far below and flung herself into the emptiness above it. She laughed as she landed on the far side, pushing herself to go faster, quicker than her betraying mind could form Jack's face. Only exertion touched her now, dampening her skin with equal measures of sweat and pleasure. Another street, another leap. Her muscles stretched and quivered, her pulse raced like a rabbit's, and every pore of her skin breathed exhilaration. Heart-pounding, she scrambled up the steep slate shakes to the top of the townhouse. She was there. She caught her breath. Beneath her, Jack slept and dreamed and plotted her capture and her capitulation. He was too much involved with her, she thought grimly. 
he pursued the woman and the thief, and now he'd pay for that error. A vague premonition tightened her mouth with pain and challenged the feral light in her eyes. She shivered, breaking free of its petrifying hold. Hadn't she always taken what she wanted? Well, now she wanted Jack Seward. She crept to the edge of the roof and hung over. Directly below, a window gleamed blankly, its ledge no wider than a man's hand. She snaked over the eaves, balancing on her hips, and released one hand to search the top of the window frame for a hold. Mortar crumbled beneath her fingertips. She dug into it and pivoted out and over, swinging onto the ledge. She peered in on an empty...